Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found the Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. The goal of parenting is to raise our children to be fully human, well-rounded, well-adjusted, loving individuals. We're not raising protégés or mini-me's and we can't um, you know, live vicariously through our children or raise them to do or be things that we wanted to be ourselves. We have to recognize that children come to this earth with a unique gift to give to the world and they already have sort of a blueprint for who they're going to become. And we can't change that. All we can do is love them and model for them how to be fully human. And the Greeks came up with um, four basic temperaments that are used a lot in psychology and child development and also in Waldorf education. And they're very basic and they're based on the four elements of the world. Those four elements being fire, air, earth, and water. And each of the temperaments is associated with that. So fire is the sanguine temperament. And this child or this person is uh, very powerful, very outwardly, entrepreneurial, very strong. They can be very energetic. Um, This is the Tigger of Winnie the Pooh. Um, A lot of people don't know that A.A. Milne based his characters on the four temperaments as well. So this is your Tigger. This is the um, fire. Choleric is the element of air. And this child or this person is very optimistic, very future-oriented, very expressive, concerned uh, with the environment, focused on others. The choleric is your poo of the world, Winnie the Pooh. And then there's phlegmatic. This is water, um, the element of water. This child is very reflective, very introverted, all about um, regimens, routines, rules. Everything needs to be enjoyed on their terms. They can be very introspective, very inward focused, um, but you know, very, very structured. And this is the rabbit of, uh, of Winnie the Pooh. And then there's the melancholic, and this is the earth temperament. And the melancholic is the negative, the worrier. And right away you're thinking, oh, this is Piglet, right? Piglet, Piglet is the melancholic. Um, or it could be Tigger, you know, Tig- I'm sorry, not Tigger, Eeyore sometimes can be um, very melancholic as well, concerned about what might go wrong, cynical, obsessing over detail, um, that child. And it's hard to, um, you know, put our children in some of these categories, and especially when they're little, because they're, you're seeing all different sides of self. You're saying, well, depending on the day, uh, my child might be all four temperaments. They tend to, you know, engage all aspects of self very early on, which is why there's the rule of, of thumb in, in, in play to grant in fantasy, which you can't grant in reality because our children need to play out all different aspects of self. But they tend to lead more toward one or the other as they get into grade school and as they develop. In fact, some, some psychologists believe their personality is set by the age of five. So if your child is under the age of five, you're still really working on developing that personality. And you can't lead them towards fire if they're not a fire, but you can help them experience all aspects of self. And in play, it is recommended to provide all four of these elements for your children to explore. For example, you want your child to play with the air element to touch on that aspect of self. And that might be um, flying a kite, 
blowing bubbles, playing outside in the wind with the leaves, throwing things up in the air and watching them come down, running with a cape or a silk behind them, using a magic wand or a streamer in the air, jumping up on the trampoline, swinging through the air. These are all elements of air that children are exploring. Even, you know, blowing dandelion, um, you know, feathers up in the air and watching them float, putting a fan um, in the living room and throwing, you know, silks or balloons or bouncy balls in front of it and watching them float into the air. This is, in, this is engaging the air element. If you want your children to play with the element of fire, that's a little bit harder, but having candles at dinner time, having a fireplace when it's cold outside, um, taking them camping and roasting marshmallows. There's plenty of fire types of toys, fire engines, fire stations, um, red play silks that you can turn into, you know, fiery types of things. Um, even Grimm's has a fire stacking toy um, that's really fantastic. But um, baking with a child, again, that's also playing with heat, the element of fire, um, and engaging that aspect of self. Earth. There's so many ways that children can play with earth. Part of that is just earthing, taking your children outside to play. Grimm's also has... Um, cave. They have balancing stones. They have a wooden um, flower um, to play with for for the earth aspect. But um, kinetic sand, play sand, dumping and pouring of, you know, sand, playing with rocks and seashells and sticks. This is all earth and getting in touch with the earth. Letting your children play barefoot is also a great way to um, play with the element of earth. And then we come over to the element of water. And water also is reflective. And so you'll see in some, you know, Waldorf rooms or Montessori rooms or, or playrooms, you'll see mirrors. And mirror play is really fabulous. The um, aspect of, of reflection is part of water play, as well as just getting buckets of water and letting your children dump and pour and drain with water, um, letting them give their dolls a bath or their animals a bath. It's really fun to get the animals all dirty in the mud. That's playing with the earth washing them off in the water, blowing them dry. That reaches three different elements just right there or laying them out in the sun. That's an experiment with fire. So if you look at this, there's lots of different ways to engage the children and play with all four elements to touch on each aspect of self as they develop. And then recognizing that your child does have a tendency towards one um, element or the other really will help your um, interactions with them. If you say, wow, today they're being very fiery, they're being very um, energetic and out outgoing and it's a little bit too much, then maybe we need to take it down a notch and engage with a little bit of water play to cool off that fire. Um, and so being aware of where your child is at can also help you balance them out. In fact, Steiner talks about even what we dress our children in can help to balance their different temperaments. For example, one of my twins is very, very, very energetic. He is the fire. Um, he likes to wear red. Um, Steiner would say put him in green to balance him, but um, as nature would have it, his brother, his twin brother is actually very calm and very centered and very grounded and his favorite color is green. And so they naturally balance each other out by being, you know, sort of the yin to the yang. Um, but Steiner talks about if you do have that energetic child, maybe dress them in calmer, cooler tones, opposite color wheel um, of that red or of that orange to bring them back down. And that's even how um, some of the classrooms are painted is to balance out where our children are at at different times. But 
understanding where our children come from and who they are becoming can really help us to um, manage the way that we talk to them and interact with them and recognizing that they do have a natural tendency towards one temperament or another and that helps us to also work with our family as a whole when we can recognize each other's different temperaments and give each other strengths for example um, one of my children is very gifted at puzzles. I may have mentioned this in a previous episode, but he's very gifted at puzzles. The other one really struggles with it, not because he is unintelligent, but because his he's very big. He's not even grown into his body yet. His hands are so much bigger than a three-year-old's hands should be, and he lacks the fine motor control of putting the pieces together a lot of times, and he also doesn't quite see the pieces and everything the way that his brother does. He's way too um, energetic and outward focused to to look at the um, the details of a puzzle. Um, and that's where his brother um, tends to be very gifted. And so what um, the energetic and wild one will do is just tear everything up and destroy it. And as a parent, I know a lot of parents would see that as destructive or naughty or mean or misbehaving, but he's not. He feels powerful when he is destroying. He loves that strong sensory, you know, banging and tearing and destructing. And so what I've started to do is when his brother begins a puzzle, I've started to find an activity for him. Could you come over here and help me crack some eggs? Could you help me sand something? Can you bang these um, nails or these golf tees into this pumpkin, giving him something powerful to where he doesn't feel the need to destroy? And if I'm not able to do that, um, you know, for example, we were out once and his brother, uh, the more calmer, focused, uh, fine motor controlled one was building a big tower. And we happened to be at a very fancy hotel. And I thought this will be very ugly if his brother runs and just destroys things. And then there's a tantrum. And so I pulled Um, the calmer one aside. And I said, you're somebody that likes to build. You love to create things. Your brother is someone who likes to destroy. He likes to knock things down. He's not being mean. He's not being hurtful. He loves you. When you're done building, you'll be proud of yourself. He wants to feel proud of himself by destroying it. Could you let him know when it's okay to destroy? And so I'm ahead of them so that he balances this big, huge tower. He makes it, and then he's excited because he thinks, oh, now I can tell my brother it's fine to destroy. And so then he's ready for it. And he says, hey, you can knock it down now. I know you love that. And so then I'm fostering a connection between them and helping them to recognize each other's um, enjoyment and, and, and strengths and things like that and cheer each other on rather than have the tantrum and possibly, a, you know, sibling rivalry, you know, they could have duked it out right there had I not gotten ahead of it. So recognizing our children's temperaments help us to interact with them as parents and teachers and caregivers, but also helps us to help them to interact with one another in the classroom or wherever it is that you work with young children. So if you do have a big family, what I would encourage you to do is to just write your child's name on a piece of paper and list all of the things that you can about them, different adjectives, describe them, things they enjoy doing and so forth, and then see if you can try to figure out which element which temperament they fit into and do this for each one of your children and then put it all together and think, do they naturally balance each other out or do I tend to have more fiery children and therefore I need to provide more rhythm and water element and and calming to, to bring them down? Or do I tend to have very melancholic, um, 
you know, phlegmatic type of children, these rule followers, and how can I help them to get more towards the fiery side and loosen up a little bit? How can I play with their temperaments to create a whole, loving, cohesive family? Thank you so much for listening to the Whole Heart Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. I would also greatly appreciate a review, and I'd love to hear what you like and what you don't like. And if you have a specific question for me, you can always email me at chelsea at joinwholeheart.com. I'd also greatly appreciate a follow on Instagram at joinwholeheart. I provide content about single motherhood, taking care of my young boys, playing around the city of Austin, and lots of good open-ended play and play-based learning can be found in my stories. Again, please subscribe. Thank you for listening. Be well.